show. A fee has been paid by the Animal Rescue League for the editorial content of the following program. This is News Radio 1040 WHO. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to ARL Animal Connection. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Mick. How are you today? Good. Good morning to everyone out there listening. Yes, yes. Be another lovely day to get out and play with those pets today. Yeah, and... sounds like it's going to be decent. Decent. I mean, I just mean warmer weather. Warmer than next week. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then the temps are going to drop. And rug it up. That's right. That's right. It's been nice weather lately. Yeah, and in the coming, coming weeks we'll talk about pet safety with as the winter yep. progresses. And we've got our holiday tips that we're going to be talking about for the next couple of weeks as well. Yes. And, and of course, our call in at 284-1040, fun stories, pet stuff, and of course, all the behavior questions. And we have a really cool trivia question this morning. Yes. Yes, which of course is holiday related, so. We're going to do holiday trivia. Right, at some point this morning. So <laughs> so I'm still laughing over your, we were sitting here before we went on this morning talking about your dogs and you've had this third dog that you've yeah. been fostering and she's probably going to be part of your family yes but, but the thing that's been cracking me up is you're talking about her Dottie, which is her name mm-hmm. we think and um bubbles and now they get on the couch but your dog tilly just will not get on the couch no and probably because she was trained to stay off the couch so i was actually thinking how do you untrain a dog like you know, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, and because of the other two dogs, if you know, I'm encouraging her up, or if I use motivators and our treats, the other two come piling across as well. And then I've got this competition of give me a treat. Of course, then I have to calm them all down. Yeah. And so in a week, I've managed to get her up twice. That's cool. She will actually fight her urge to jump up. It's like I can't. I can't. I'm saying yes, you can. In our house, you can sit on the sofa right. when you're invited up. Yeah. So, um, I have a <laughs> thankfully a large sofa, and I have two. When she comes up, I have one English bulldog each side of me, and yeah. my wife has the other one on with her on the other chair. So yeah, yeah, it's a very cuddly household, much like yours. Yes, of course. yes. As I woke up this morning and getting up to come in and i look around and i have four dogs and four cats all on the bed like yeah thinking to myself but i just it's just so funny to me because it it seems so natural that dogs want to get up on the couch mm-hmm. and she was obviously trained not to and she can't get over it poor thing is in such a dilemma <laughs> yeah she actually pushes her body hard against the couch looks <laughs> up at you ears pinned back like i want to but i can't <laughs> I'm like, yes, you can. So she's getting there. Yeah. Um, she got up last night, and she loves it when she's up there. She just spreads out and gets belly rubs. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have ours in our bedroom, though. There's uh, too much snoring going on. With, yeah. Not with me. With bulldogs. With bulldogs. Yeah. Yeah, bulldogs are very funny. So, um, And it looks like we already have a caller this morning as well, which is awesome. So Wonderful. Michael's on the phone. Hey, Michael, how you doing? Good morning. Well, how are you folks? We are Good, great. Thank you. Thanks for listening and calling in and starting it off. Yeah, yeah, I love your program. Oh, thank uh, you. Thank you. What do you what kind of question do you have for us this morning? Well, uh, you know, my work situation kind of changed lately and so I'm working a lot of hours and I okay. have a um he's sort of a German Shepherd uh mix and uh he's a great dog, but I hate leaving him inside all day and it's getting colder and you know, uh, so yep. I'm trying to put him out, but you know, what are what are your tips and suggestions for 
for uh, leaving them in a fenced area? You know, what kind of temperatures are okay, not okay? Um, yeah, um, of course, as it drops down now, with especially overnight, um, I'd say you're keeping him inside overnight. But as sure. we get closer to winter, even the daytime can be risky or dangerous. You know, we're all rugged up and covered up. I look at it, the dog's most comfortable. If the dog's, if he is he getting stressed or doing any destructive behaviour or any problems being inside? No, uh, I just, I know he's an active dog. And right. I think, you know, boredom and, and whatnot. Occasionally he will, but it's, it's very rare. Yep. Um, over the next couple of weeks as well, we're going to talk about giving them activities and stimulation while they're inside. You know, a lot of our dogs do lie around and all get a little bit, you know, cabin fever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to give you basically some doggy cabin fever ideas. Uh, if you, For those people that do have pets outside, um, you know, I like to have a large uh, – fixed if you are going to have them outside but like access to a heated or cooled garage depending on the time of year um safe like even a concrete base and even a top on them so they've got but they've got to really stay close to house temperature unless they're really acclimatized and that's the way they've lived um it can be a bit of a shock for them even though they want to be out there um but long periods unsupervised i wouldn't recommend you know, Michael, I kind of am going through this too right now. You know, I have multiple dogs, and to be honest with you, two of my dogs are quite elderly now. One's 18, one's um, a French bulldog that's 13, which is older for a French bulldog. And, and then I have this little terrier, and the older ones, you know, they're just grouchy when they get bumped and stuff these days, which I totally get. So I started leaving them in their, what I call a dog room in my house that I have all finished off for them with beds and everything but then i took my terrier and um because you know he was kind of tired of getting grouched at i think during the days so he's loose in <laughs> loose in my house now and i was thinking the same thing like you know my husband and i we work long hours and is he bored because he's by himself he's not with his buddies and um so i was going through the same thing and i kind of started rotating interactive toys for him mm-hmm. so he'd have something to do like kongs with peanut butter or um puzzle toys puzzle toys and stuff like that and i think he just really uh, you know likes being inside and like having those toys in my bed to sleep on all day long okay (laughs) yeah and one one of the other (laughs) one of the other activities i do is we normally feed out of a food bowl but i do like a treasure hunt for him and i Every couple of days, I can't do it with my three dogs because I don't want any food competition because one of them gets a little bit grouchy over food. Yeah. Um, but actually hide dry food all around where, they, where they're staying. So uh, it, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, so it's like a hide-and-seek game, and you make it really easy to start, and then you make it more difficult. You can make little ice blocks with treats in them and put them in a water bowl. So there's different ways you can actually stimulate them and keep them active during the day and feed them and mental stimulation and a little bit of physical plus they're using their nose so they're using olfactory enrichment so they're being a dog but just not running around loose they're actually using that brain power elsewhere yeah well well, thank you very much for your help this morning fantastic thank you for for calling michael talk to you later have a great day i love when people call in that clearly just are thinking about their their pets and like how to make sure they're happy and comfortable well mental well-being is it's just as important as physical well-being. Yeah. And uh, sounds like that's where Michael's going. Well, he likes to, you know, he's got to have that outlet. And he's right. got to have that offload. Right. So some dogs like mine 
and it's the lifestyle I've got now. Yep. Uh, I work a lot as well. Like to sleep. So right. I'm lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I open the door in winter and they look at me like, really? Yeah, really. Where other dogs like, let me roll in the snow. Yeah. So we've got to find, it's much like myself. I grew up most of my life in an environment where I was outside all the time, right. coming from Australia. When I first come to the States, I had hard time in winter being confined and not being able to go yeah. out and do just normal stuff. It right. actually was a big adjustment. Yeah. So, you know. But things like, you know, things like Michael's situation, you know, okay, his work changes a little bit. He starts to work longer hours. Mm -hmm. It's nice that he's really thinking through what can I do for my dog versus, okay, now I work longer hours, so I need to get rid of my dog. Fantastic. You don't need to get yep. rid of your dog. Nope. You need to figure out what what things you can do yep. to, like, still make – I mean, they much rather be – home with you who they love for less hours during a day than needing a new home so definitely yeah absolutely yeah. they got that bond just like we do that's right that's yeah. right so that's very cool anyway michael if you're still listening thanks for calling in that was just a great call in terms of um that and what we can do for our pets when we're working longer yeah. hours and that sort of thing so. and the, along with that too people often ask well should I feed my dog the same time every day, day in, day out? Yeah. And I actually say to people, is your day that perfect? Right. And right. so I actually have a feed time around six. Yep. So it's around that time. Yeah. Um, one of us gets home hopefully by then. Yeah. But if it happens to be seven, my dogs go, oh, about time. Right. I caution sometimes to be so strict that at this time every day, we do these things. Now, a lot of, some dogs love routine. And I'm not saying change routine and don't suddenly change it, of course. That creates stress. But sometimes vary a little bit. Yeah. And if you're going to start doing that or you know work has changed, you can change it by 15 minutes here and then half an hour. Don't go like from six, now it's eight. That will sort of be too big a jump. But then if you have got a dog that loves the routine, there's great items out there like automatic feeders for dry food and things like that. Yep. So if you know certain days you're not going to be home or, you know, because you can be driving home like I was last night, there's an accident and I'm another half an hour later. Yep. Yep. So having a little bit of variety is good and having change and giving them those um, activities, which we talk, we'll talk about over the next couple of weeks as well as the weather changes. Yep. Well, Bob's been holding for a little bit. Let's see if we can get Bob taken care of before our break in a minute or two. So, hey, Bob, how you doing? Good. Great. What's, what's your question this morning? Well, I had large dogs for over 50 years and uh, some tips for cold, cold weather. Sure. My dogs had long, happy lives, so I think what I did helped a lot and, uh, now, I'm talking about something the size of a Labrador and German short hairs. Right. But if you, you can leave them out, but you need to build a, a or, or buy a doghouse that has insulated walls. Don't get something that's plastic and then put it right down on the ground with yep. moss and so on. So you need to make sure they've got insulated walls. Secondly, put the door away from the north and uh, then really important is uh, put prairie hay in the in the doghouse with them don't use straw because straw will collect moisture prairie hay is like scintillate uh, or whatever it draws moisture away from the animal it's the sweetest smelling that you can ever imagine the dog will just smell wonderful 
from it. It's like an alfalfa or something. It's about $10 a bale. You can get it at Des Moines Feed. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate that. Another thing that's important is don't seal their house completely up. You need to have a ventilation hole, not for their breathing, but that animal will put off moisture from the breath in sub-zero weather. And if you have their breath in the house with them, it's like you would get in a shower and then come out in the cold. So you need to let that uh, vapor get out of the house from them. Thank you. Thank you. So to be fourteen to sixteen years old for large dogs, and so must have done something right. Yeah, there you go. Thank you so much. We have to take a break, so we'll be back in just a little bit. And thank you so much, Bob, for calling in with those ideas. We will uh, talk more about that when we come back from break. It's Megan Selwa. At 622, 35 degrees, clear skies, winds out of the west at 4. You're listening to News Radio 1040 WHO. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. Welcome back, everyone. We were talking to Bob before the break, and a couple of little things we, you know, of course, a lot of us have companion pets and we keep them inside. And um, we're going to talk later today's show about if you do have an outside dog or a dog that may not be comf- or familiar with living inside, how to make that happen as well. We thought about that while away. But for those dogs living outside, don't forget those heated water bowls as well. Dogs always need access to water no matter yeah. how cool it is. Um, so always clean, fresh water available for them heated bowls in the winter so very much so well it looks like we have another caller this morning mary's on the phone hi mary hi um carol i heard several weeks ago that you had a new chicken named fern yes (laughs) i do that's great she's darling um, four wonderful birds in my backyard um Lucy and Ethel and Wilma and Betty. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> and uh, one is an ISA brown. That's Ethel. Yeah. She's kind of the same color as Vivian Vance's hair. Okay. And of course, our Rhode Island Red. Oh, cool. Um, and I'm anticipating chicks in the spring. And although I'm a new chicken keeper, I've been reading and studying for years. So I have lots of head knowledge, very little experience. Yes. And I maybe foolishly agreed to accept a loan laying hen whose compatriots were all picked off by predators mm-hmm. into my flock. I know how to introduce chicks and even several adult birds into an existing flock, but I've since been told that you never want to introduce one new animal into the flock. And mm-hmm. now I'm worried. I don't have her yet. I have a new coop coming next week. Okay. So I'm waiting until the new coop gets here, but any tips on on introducing one adult bird into an existing flock? Yeah, I do, Mary, and that's a great question. And I tell you, I have done it so many times because I, you know, the animal rescue league gets in like you know a stray chicken or whatever, and those are the ones I tend to adopt and take home. Mm-hmm. So I take a lot of loner chickens home. Fern being one of them. I just took home mm-hmm. another one last week named uh, Mary Lou. And the best thing I have ever done when I have done intros on chickens is I wait till it's dark and they're in the chicken house, and I slip the chicken in when it's totally dark out and so they're they're in there sleeping and don't really know you know that there's this new thing in there and i put the new chicken in and then i also put a bunch of like treats you know mealworms uh, in the summer i do watermelon um you know scratch grains i scatter them about so when they get up in the morning um they're more distracted by all this really good food and treats Mm -hmm. than they are the new chicken so between the dark 
dark intro and the treats, I just don't have any trouble. And Mick, I don't know yeah. if you've heard of any other. It seems things. to be the the yeah. best practice because you know um, <clears throat> some people have a separate cage or pen and then you put them near the others. And I know you've done that back in the yes. day as well. Yep, yep. Um, but the nighttime, do you? put her on the perch or do you just slip her in there and let her find her own way you know i've done both things yeah both things with fern i just slipped her in there but with mary lou we went in and just put her on the perch right next to the other chickens they didn't, I didn't even think they noticed like <laughs> yeah. i got up in the morning and they're like out getting their food and she was walking around yeah. just fine and some of it depends i think on the chicken you know yep. like i've also had um mary like i'd introduce one that maybe wasn't as used to being around other chickens before I didn't know that necessarily, but I could tell. Mm-hmm. And um, they ended up being a little bit more shy and would run versus, you know, like they'd seen another chicken and run out of its way, which kind of got their attention. But again, I think just, you know, I went out there with more treats and uh, I was just yeah. throwing more treats out and they got distracted by the food and so didn't really pay attention to her. So you you did not do the slow introduction for like several weeks with a with a second cage right up next to the run with the lone chicken in it. You just put them in cold. I did. Um, I have okay. done it that way before. Mainly, I've done it with a couple young ones that came in, mm-hmm. and they weren't you know full grown or whatever. And I took a took one of them home, and I did set up another coop inside my coop, and just had them in there, and did it that way over weeks period of time. But with with any hen that comes in that maybe I, you know, is full grown, so I feel confident that, you know, okay, it's big enough, you know, type of thing. Right. Um, And I don't have a rooster, so all I've got is really nice hens, you know what I mean? So I don't know if it doesn't sound like you have a rooster either, so. No, no rooster. I'm right here in town. Yeah. The other um, thing is I usually do it on a, like a Friday night or a Saturday night, so I'm home the next day. Right. And then if I see any problems, I figure I can go take them out, and then I could set up the separate coop right Mm -hmm. next to it. You know, I can back out of this intro Pretty thing quickly. and start over yeah. really quickly. I love that. Well, they're, oh, sorry. They're, they're not the most friendly breeds, and I got them as adults, so they really, they're, they're not, they love to be around me, and in fact, when I'm bent over with my, with my elbows sticking in, I think they just think I'm another big chicken. <laughs> but they don't want to be picked up. Yeah. They don't even really want to be stroked, so I'm so looking forward to chicks that I can hand raise. Yeah. And yeah. So I can have some chickens that don't mind being. Yep. I, I mean, I don't want them to be like a lap. Right. Thing, but when you need to check on something or treat something, you need to be able to get a hold of them. No, you're right. You're right. And, oh, chi- yeah. and chicks, Mary, I would absolutely do the slow intro and the cage right. next to them. Yeah. Yeah, they need some size on them. They really do. With the big girls. Yeah, yep. that's exactly right. Yeah. Oh. Well, so. let me just put in a plug for Des Moines Feed. Like the last caller did, they're a great place, great staff, great product. And yeah, I love your show. Thank you so Thank much, you so Mary. Much. Yeah. Thank Thanks. you so I'm much. I'm not nearly as scared now about this one chicken. Well, let us know how yeah. it goes, okay? Okay, thank you. That's great. Thanks. I love the uh, what you do with the re- rewards as well and reinforces. Yeah. Not only, okay, there's something else here, but she brought us a whole heap of treats last right. night as well. That's right. So. That's right. And, you know, Israel, I've tried it. I tried quick intros during the day when it was, you know, that was a mistake. And never rush them. Nope. No never matter rush what them. animal, never rush them. And we have talked about that. People do that with cats. People do that with dogs. It's like, don't rush them. Um, we do have another caller. The problem is we've got to take a break in about 30 seconds. So I don't know oh. if you want to see what the question is or if we want to come back to 
Lawrence after the break. Hopefully Lawrence can hang on yeah, and we'll Lawrence, come back to it after the on. break. Yeah. yeah. So when we come back, we'll talk to Lawrence. We've got a trivia question. We're going to talk a little bit more about outside dogs, maybe getting inside yep. and how you would acclimate you them. Um, we've got events coming up and just busy, 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 busy morning. So we really appreciate everybody calling in uh, this morning with all sorts of really cool questions. And I love that we're getting chicken conversations going too. So you love the chickens. That's really awesome. So anyway, we'll be back. News Radio, I'm Karen McHugh. Score a win for President Trump and the GOP. The Senate passed its version of the Republican tax plan at 2 a.m. Eastern. All that's needed now is for the House and Senate bills to be reconciled. Among the details? One is uh, keeping the alternative minimum tax to provide more revenue. Another, allowing property tax deductions up to $10,000. And then keeping the medical expense deduction for the next two years. Republicans passed this with 51 votes. Fox's Ellison Barber, not a single Democrat voted for the measure. The Senate Minority Leader says this bill's a boon to special interests and a slap in the face for the middle class. A flurry of last-minute changes will stuff even more money into the pockets of the wealthy and the biggest corporations while raising taxes on millions. New York's Chuck Schumer. Fox News. We report. You decide. At 635, 36 degrees, clear skies, winds out of the northwest at 4. You're listening to News Radio 740 WHO. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. Welcome back, everyone. Just a couple of minutes before we finish up the show, we mentioned earlier about bringing outside dogs inside. Yep. Because we do have dogs that come into adoption that have maybe been outside their, most of their life or all their life. And, you know, we often get asked, then how do we get them to live indoors? Or are they going to be happy living indoors because they're so used to being outdoors? And they want them as a companion in their home. So what we actually do, some dogs acclimate, walk in the door like it's no, no big deal. Thanks for letting me inside. I'm good. Others will take time. And the way you do that, again, like we do the introduction from pet to pet, we actually do the introduction to the home. So you spend time outside with them, high-value rewards close to the house, on leash, don't drag them in, don't force them. But what we're doing is changing the perception of, well, outside's fun, and inside, you know, I don't know what inside is yet. Yep. So we start making the inside the fun place, the great rewards, feeding them inside. So even feeding them inside, then letting them go back out. Plus the, you know, dogs are social animals, mostly. It's very rare, you know, you get one, and they, they don't want to hang out with people. It's just the way they are. Um, there's one dog I know of that the person had a second dog, and that was the best thing that dog, he learnt off the other dog. He wanted to be inside with the dog, wanted to be in, and that helped him cross that bridge into the inside world. But it's slowly, no force, giving them choices. So you can come in, you can come out, and the dog will actually tell you where it feels best. But changing that mindset or that familiar, 
familiarity of being outside to inside is lots of bonuses, lots of rewards, lots of love. We all we get questions often like, you know, is a dog too old to train to be house trained? So, um, you know. No. It, yeah. And I assume it's the same sort of steps and tips you would do with a puppy. Yeah. It's just the older we are, the longer we've got certain learned history yeah so to change your history depending on your age it doesn't mean you can't change just means it has to be motivating enough or rewarding enough and it may take some time to get rid of those old habits it's so funny we just come full circle to where we started the show this morning which is talking about your dog tilly that won't get on the couch because she must have been trained not to get on the couch and breaking that and changing that yep up so yeah something as simple as you know oh the dog jumps up on she's allowed and when she's up there she loves it there's this block in her (laughs) brain that i'm not allowed so yeah exactly right same thing same thing you know most people have the opposite don't want you know the dog jumps up on the lounge all the time yep i actually invite my girls up so yeah a couple of them test the theory sometimes just do it on their own and (laughs) yeah if it's no big deal it's no big deal right you know um i think again the thing with training if it's not a problem it's not a problem right so those you know we're not those types of behavior people that say animals shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that yeah it's your home it's your pet right as long as it's not hurting anybody i guess right yeah exactly and you know people have different things they want their pets to do or not do and yeah you know I'm it's probably, all workable. I'm probably not great with rules. But anyway, um, <laughs> enough of that. And we will see you next week. Please tune in and um, have a great week. You too. And everyone out there, thank you for listening. And pour it forward. We'll talk to you all next week. Have a great weekend. AM 1040 on your radio and on your smartphone. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. News Radio 1040, WHO, Des Moines. One step closer to tax reform. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. That in an overnight tweet from President Trump after the Senate narrowly passes a package. It was a scramble for every vote, but finally the GOP managed to get their tax cut proposal passed, 51 to 49. Every Democrat voted against it, as well as Republican Bob Corker. Claiming it was ran through, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer railing against the bill, saying this was... One of the darkest black-letter days in the long history of this Senate. But Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says everyone had a chance to see what was in the bill. You complain about process when you're losing. And that's what you heard on the floor tonight. Now the Senate bill has to be merged with the House version before it heads to President Trump's desk for his signature. That's Fox's Jill Nato. The White House maintains there's still no evidence of Russian collusion, but Democrats suggest Michael Flynn's guilty plea doesn't bode well for the president. Former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn was met by demonstrators. Hey, 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 hey,
and reporters as he walked out of the D.C. courthouse where he pled guilty to a single count of lying to the FBI about his communications with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak, including a request for Russia to moderate its response to the Obama administration's decision to kick Russian diplomats out of the U.S. Fox's Rachel Sutherland, some officials say when it comes to Flynn's ties to Russia, lying to the FBI about conversations with the Russian ambassador is just the tip of the iceberg. A warning in the U.K. about possible cyber snooping by Russia. Britain's cybersecurity agency is telling government departments not to use antivirus software made by Kaspersky. The company based in Moscow denies any wrongdoing, saying it does not assist Russian cyber espionage efforts. Fox News, fair and balanced. Um, 635, 36 degrees, clear skies, winds out of the northwest at 4. You're listening to News Radio 1040 WHO. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. Welcome back, everyone. Lawrence has been waiting patiently on the line, so we'll go over to Lawrence. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Good. Thank you for waiting. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Not a problem. Hey. Um, I've got a question. Yeah. I have never bought, I've never started with a puppy. I've always uh, adopted older dogs because I feel like they get left by the wayside a lot of times. Yeah. And so we, you know, my last, uh, my last rescue, he, uh, he just, he passed away two years ago. And I, it took me a long time to be able to get past that to get another dog. And yeah. we ended up buying a puppy. And, I don't know if I'm, you know, I don't know if I'm feeding him correctly. Right now, while he's young, I'm just keeping food to him all the time. Where with my older dogs, I always got them on a schedule, feeding them twice a day. Right, yep. And so I just don't know if I, maybe I'm doing more harm than good, keeping feed to him all the time right now while he's young. Right. Or what I should be doing. Okay, how old is he now? He is, uh... Just getting ready to turn three months old. Okay. Um, I normally do set feedings, but more feedings because, you know, uh, general intake throughout the day. Um, Depending on what you're feeding and what the intake is, I would also talk to your vet and just say, what track should I be following? But, um, Lawrence, I'd be looking at going back to the uh, scheduled feeding, maybe not twice a day. It might be, you know, it should be more for a puppy if possible. Um, but what that does, again, if you have regular intake, you're going to have regular outgoing, so it makes your potty training much easier as well. Yeah. So th- there's okay. other factors that, you know, roll into this that help will help you out as well. Um, but, yeah, I would go, you know, wean back to scheduled feeding, check with your vet because uh, you should be due for vaccinations again soon. And, yeah, you know, ha- coming up here directly. Yeah, so have a have a chat to your vet and say, you know, what's your recommendation on feeding? Uh, I don't think there's any harm with going to schedule feeding, but the vet would be best to advise for growth and development of your puppy as well. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. Thank Good luck you with very him. Much for the help. Yeah. No worries. Remember, we have puppy classes and we have drop-in classes, and we're there to help you as well. All right, I appreciate it. I'll check into. It. Thanks, Lawrence. Thank you. Great calls this morning. This yeah. Is awesome. It's fun. <clears throat> okay, so Mick and I are here from the ARL 
and uh, Aerial Animal Connection. We have our trivia question coming up here. So the first caller that calls in that gets a correct answer, we will mail you out an Aerial Animal Connection mug. And of course, since it's holiday time, mm-hmm. we have to do a animal-related holiday question. And your question had me totally stumped this morning. So boom, boom, bad boom, time. Boom. Here we go. So you call in at two eight three ten forty. The first person to call in with the correct answer. Uh, we'll send the mug out to 284 1040. What did I say? 283 284. I wasn't. 284. No, I'll just 284 1040. 284 1040. Oh my gosh. I tell you what. <laughs> it was a rough like, night. Didn't get much sleep. I know. I'm just. Oh my gosh. Okay. 284 1040. The make, question take is. Take it away. How old is Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? How old is Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? So, pretty much when was he developed to begin with? I'm not going that deep. I just got the answer. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, otherwise well, so, somebody gets hay on the show. And I don't need months, <laughs> hours, minutes. Which you have. Which I have. <laughs> but just the age. Yeah. Of Rudolph. I love that show. I suppose you haven't seen that one either. I swear, I'm for Christmas going to get you You need whole... to talk to my mother, don't you? I do. I need to <laughs> bring her up. I need to find out why she never showed you like Rudolph and Frosty, Santa Claus coming to town. No, nothing. Okay. Maybe she did. Maybe it's a wonderful life. Maybe it's playing rugby for too many years and too many hits in the head. I don't know. <laughs> I call her and she's like, "What are you talking, talking about? about? We watch those every year." What'd she say to you one day? He's such a he was such a nice boy. <laughs> I'm like, really? What have you done to him? <laughs> okay, it looks like Judy is on the phone. Hey, Judy. Good morning, Judy. Judy. Nope. Nothing there. Hello. Hey, oh, there's Judy. Hi, Judy. <laughs> Hi. How old do you think Rudolph is? Um, 65. 65? Is that right, Mick? No. Not correct. I'm sorry. But thank you for calling in with a guess. Kevin, how about you? Hi, Kevin. I'd say Rudolph is 75. Close, but not according to the internet. (laughs) Very, Very close, though. Very close. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. Oh, a few people might be looking it up now. Yeah, exactly. So, I kind of remembered a little bit because, well, I'll tell, I'll tell, say later. Okay. Why? But I love that show. Anyway, um, so again, we're looking for Rudolph's age. Yep. You can call in at in two, human years. Two, in human years, two yep. eight four ten forty. First, if we get somebody who gets that correct, we will send out an ARL Animal Connection mug. In the meantime, we have some stuff coming up at the ARL. We do. Well, a big thing we've got happening at the moment, too, which started yesterday, is our Tree of Life. Yes. And what that is, folks, is each year we put our trees up in multiple locations, which are all on our website at arl-iowa.org, and then... You can come and donate stuff for the animals. Yeah, that so, we use throughout the year. So let's go back to Todd, and then we'll come back to Tree Alive. Oh, it's all happening. Hey, Todd. Hello. Hey, what do you think about Rudolph's age? Um, seventy-eight. That's what I have. There you Congratulations. go. Congratulations, Todd. If you want to hang on the phone, we'll get your address to mail you out your mug. Okay. Thank you. Thank you Thank so much, you, everyone who called in. So he is 78. I kind of remembered this because I remember they had a big 75th thing. Ah. Although when you asked me this morning and I started guessing, I was guessing at 50. Yep. Because I was thinking it was the 50th and it was the 75th. So There's lots of interesting facts on the 
on this thing yeah. called the internet. Yes, I love Rudolph. <laughs> Thank you, everyone who was calling in on that. That's so, a fun question. See, one thing about this show, I'm learning about Christmas. Yeah, you are. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's very like cool. I said. There could have been lots uh, of not stuff. Not just that, but you're learning about the holidays because. I know. <laughs> I mean, you know. I've only been here 11 years and still don't get all that. <laughs> okay, anyway, back to Tree of Life. Yes. So Tree of Life, uh, we do that. Like I said, trees, actual trees in multiple locations and items that we actually need um, are on our website. Again, arl-iowa.org and up in the right-hand corner under Donate are other ways to give. And there's a fetch list. And on that fetch list is, you know, people say, oh, what what could we give if we want to donate this Christmas or any time for that matter? And in the order of needs is up on our website. And you can click away there and mm-hmm. check out those items. The really nice thing, I, too, about this list is it also tells you what we have enough of right now mm-hmm. um, and what our like you said, Mick, you know, what our big needs are at the beginning. So if you pull it up right now, it says dry kitten food, canned kitten food, canned cat food, um, and then dogs, canned dog food, dry puppy food, Kongs. So it kind of gives that. But we're so appreciative of any supplies we get in for the animals during the Tree of Life. And those some of those supplies last us six months. Yeah. Um, so. And people give in other ways, whether it be time, donations, items. We love it all. Yeah. We couldn't do it without you folks, so That's we appreciate right. that very much. Yeah, this is an amazing community for helping animals. So It is. Yeah, so we appreciate that. So check that out. Come out and visit. The trees are really pretty on top of it, so it's really fun to just come out and see. Have you got a tree up yet? No. Don't I, even ask me. I'm two weeks. I know. <laughs> no, I wasn't even going there because I know your answer. You're not even putting one up. But uh, I probably will. <sighs> My wife likes that. Good. That's very good. <laughs> No, I'm like behind schedule. Yeah, yeah, I'm way behind. So, and don't get me wrong; it's not that I don't dislike it. Yes, yeah, now ne- you're trying to like fix it. From no, what? not fix it. It's just never been a big deal. <laughs> right, right. For us, uh, right. For my family, the tree part. I mean, I know you're. You know, I know we had one once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad went and got it. I remember that much. But. So, is that is it as big in Australia as it oh, is? Oh yeah. Okay, it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, one of the questions that we had submitted this week yeah. online was, what are some of the cool toys to get your pets for holidays? Mm. We had that question last week. We had it again this week. And if somebody, <clears throat> excuse me, wanted to know what the best suggestions we had for toys. I mean, for cats, I love these interactive toys they've started to come out with, these puzzle games for cats. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's one that's like a perfect square, and it's got holes in the top, and there's a ball inside, and they have to stick their paw through one of the things to get the ball moving. And my cats spend hours playing with that toy. Um, but and then, and then there's also the one that looks like the parking garage, and there's a mm-hmm. ping-pong ball in there, and so they bat it backwards and forth. I love those because they really get their minds stimulated. Um, and they're not dealing, they're not us as people using our fingers to play with them. They're, yeah. you know, those interactive toys. Love those. And that's the thing. They need outlets yeah. like we do. We're all different. So sometimes you have to try a couple of different things, um, you know, and they don't always have to be purchased. You know, there's fun stuff. That's right. You can get flour and water and stick treats on the inside of an old paper towel roll and screw the end shut and yep. becomes a little cracker you know yep. like a little toy 
And there's lots of fun things you can do. Yeah. And it's as limited as your imagination. But these ones, like you said, these puzzle toys, yeah. someone's gone to a lot of trouble to make it a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And um, no energy expended on our behalf. Plus, mental stimulation like that for pets is also tiring. So, yep. you know, we're limited in winter and other times of the day or whatever to be able to give those releases or play with our kitty with appropriate toys. Yeah. So doing that gives them an outlet and gets their mind and bodies working as well. Yeah. Ping pong balls, great. Um, all, so all sorts of wonderful interactive toys. So let's go to the phones again. We have Randy on the phone. Hi, Randy. Hi. Thanks for hey. calling in to Aerial Animal Connection this morning. I got two dogs. I love them dearly, and I let them out, and they do their numbers. Seems like that one dog always has to eat what he just got rid of, and I just, God, that just sick me. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, eating their own feces is one of the most understudied, un <laughs> not the information you want to hear, <laughs> most understood and one of the hardest things to work on. Uh, of course, always the quick answer, and anywhere you go with that is, well, we pick it up. Uh, what I do with those guys, you know, there are additives you can add to their food that um, you can buy from the pet stores that you put on their food, they eat it, and it's meant to make their drop and smell or taste bad. Um, uh -huh. So that's one way you can try it. And, of course, the other way is you supervise them when they're out there and just teach them to come away from it or teach them once they finish, run to you and get like a little piece of hot dog or something else. So, yeah, I want to eat that, but I'm going to get a bonus prize if I run back inside or run to Dad. It's it's a hard one to work on, Randy, honestly. Um, okay. You know, the, the normal process is we pick it up, we keep an eye on them, and we try and teach them that instead of eating that, how about you come and eat this instead? Okay, I appreciate it. Love your show. Thank, Thank you. you. Give it a shot and let us know how you go. Will do. Thanks, Thanks so Randy. Much. It looks like Jim's on the phone also. Hey, Jim, how morning, you doing Jim. this morning? Well, good morning. Uh, you were on the subject of chickens earlier. I just got one quick chicken antidote. Yeah. And uh, also I have a question about uh, pigeons. But the chickens, my wife has raised all sorts of chickens. She loves these exotic types of uh, different plumages and such. We live on an acreage, and so the chickens are free-range. And we used to raise bantams, mm -hmm. and I was always the one to feed them. And one day, all at once out of the blue, two of these bantams just flew straight at me. And I thought, what's going on here? And all at once, each one perched on my shoulders. And I was probably 50 feet away from where I'd feed them, and they would just walk with me on my shoulders every day until <laughs> I put the food down. And I have no idea why they decided to do that, but they just like to walk with me, I guess. Oh, that's cool. That's fantastic. That's very cool. They are, uh, yep. you know, we could surmise that, okay, here comes our food source, so we're going to get close to it first, and that's where I perch. Who know, I've got one chicken that likes to follow me around, um, loves her treats, and she will walk at my side no matter where I walk around in the yard, whether I have treats or not. She, Again, I give them a lot of mealies and mealworms, but they're fascinating chickens are so intelligent yeah um social you know we've got one that doesn't want to hang out with us she does her own thing that's fine we got others we go out into our chicken area and they she sits on your lap so yeah you know you just you just don't know they're all different and i've i've sit there for ages they're actually a good release for me 
just watching stress relief yeah just yeah. watching them and hanging out with them i yeah. love my chooks to bit so yeah. chooks for australian for chicken yes that's right <laughs> that's great well thank you so much on letting us listen to that about chickens that's very cool and then you had a question about pigeons too yes we raised uh, pigeons rollers and we let them out fly around but we have a terrible problem with cooper's hawks mm-hmm. and we we live actually in town we have several acres but we live in town and these cooper's hawks they, they'll just come and pick the pigeons out of the air mm-hmm. and they're not these cooper's hawks are not afraid of people i've walked in with up to within about four feet of one that was perched in a in a tree that just stared at me. Yeah. And is there anything you know that we can do to deter the Cooper's Hawks? I actually don't offhand, you know, I'm sorry. I don't, but our director knows a lot about um, falcons, Cooper's Hawks, Hawks used to rehab them a lot. So I will ask him that question and we will um, answer that next, next week. week. Yeah. yeah, and see if there's something he would suggest for that. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate Great it. question. We've, we've lost dozens and dozens of pigeons to these Cooper's hops. Yeah. Yeah. And I know exactly what you're talking about. They fly over and it's like, hmm. So, yeah, we'll address, we'll talk about that a little more next week then, Jim, and we'll see what we can get for an answer, okay? Okay. Appreciate it. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks no so much worries. for calling in. Uh, we are going to take another, another break. break. Yeah. I know. Time is flying. I love it. And um, it's been a great morning, all these fun questions and comments. So we'll be back in just a couple minutes to finish up for the show for the morning. So hang in there.